0: this episode
1: he took with him about eight thousand pounds of you know that pungent fermented cabbage as we know the sauerkraut it was so um, popular that they had to ration disgust is a strong emotion that actually predicts the likelihood of whether a story
0: will be retold they're getting cabbage Yes. And it looks pretty tasty. <laughs> so doing yes. that, doing that work that might seem menial or difficult, but um, that leaders are modelling it. It's it a story. Means. It's a story about influence.
1: Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everybody. I'm Sean Callahan,
0: and I'm Rob Grundle.
1: Hey, Rob. Good to see you. Good to have you back on the on the podcast. Um, Always good fun having a chat about stories and storytelling. Now, this week, I'm actually sharing a story. Okay. So, this one's actually about Captain Cook. Okay. So, um, so I've actually been learning a little bit about scurvy. So, you know, knowledge you should have, right? A little as, bit of scurvy as you, knowledge. As
0: you do in the 2022. <laughs>
1: It's funny because my wife often will say, "Oh, you have to have your greens because if you don't, you'll get scurvy." <laughs> right. Well, it turns out it actually takes two months to get scurvy. You have to have no greens, you know, obviously no sort of uh, vitamin C B. for yep. two two months before you get scurvy. So, um, yeah. but when you get it, it's pretty darn terrible, right? It's uh, the thing that really got me in the descriptions of scurvy is that past wounds reopen imagine that, you know, you're like, I had some sort of injury, a cut somewhere, totally healed, totally fine. And then that st- oh, anyway, that's, anyway, it's, it's even gross to think about it. Exactly. But between the 1500s and 1800, there was uh, roughly about 2 million deaths of sailors because of course they're on the ocean for a long time um, because of scurvy. Mm-hmm. Right, So it was an absolute Dire problem yes. uh, in that period, and uh, so they, and they were trying out all sorts of different ways of um, uh, you know coming up with uh, you know remedies for it. And one of the remedies was sauerkraut. And so when Captain Cook set off in 1769 to do the big you know sail around the South Pacific, he took with him about eight thousand pounds of you know that pungent fermented cabbage, as we know, as sauerkraut, and um, and he knew he knew that people were not going to love it, mm-hmm. right? And in fact, he could see a little minor rebellion uh, brewing <laughs> right. if, he, if he forced everyone to eat it. And so what he did was he. Only in the first instance, only served it at the captain's table. So to who to his other officers, and of course, anything that's served at the captain's table is regarded as, you know, highly desirable. You know, mm. sort of high status in one mm. way or another. And and not too long did it take the rest of the crew to request the sauerkraut right? Ah. That if the captain's table was going to get it, we should also get it too. And of course, I think he wrote something in his diary was, he said, um, the moment they saw their superiors set a value upon it, it became the finest stuff in the world. Ooh. And so he was really mindful of what he was doing. It was so um, popular that they had to ration the sauerkraut. Wow. Uh, it just yeah. got, it was gotten eaten up so quickly and, but here's the, the great thing, uh, in the, the whole sort of um, uh, voyage, uh, guess how many people got scurvy? How many? Zero. Zero. Zero, Zero people got scurvy uh, in that voyage, which was just wow. unheard of uh, in that. So I thought that was something. I, I read that. there was Will Storr wrote a book called The Status Game, and uh, I read that story and I thought, okay, that's that's a nice little, Nice little story to have in my back pocket.
0: That's a great story.
1: Mm, yeah. mm. So, what do you reckon? What's uh, what stands out for you? What do you What do you like? What What's um, worked for you?
0: So, it's a really um, compact story, which is I like. It's gonna. That's an easy story to remember. Yes, uh, which is I really like uh, that part of it. Um, I love this image of the captain's table. That's that's and I, I, I'm i just I've, I have a really vivid men, mental picture of like all these grumbling sailors kind of you know <laughs> side eyeing all these privileged people having their having yep. their sour craps. <laughs> <Sauerkraut. laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. That's right. And so, so I really love that detail. Um, and then the the detail of that they had to ration it like that's how that's the impact of that very clever move. Like yes. To create value around this thing, yeah, you know, yeah. So um, I think those those three things I think I really like about that story: just the compactness, that image of the table, and then that detail of the rationing, and of course the outcome. Because you were coming, I could tell you were coming to the end of the story. Yes. And then I, I then I wanted to know what was the outcome.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. Yes. And the fact they had zero cases yes. was uh, amazing. Yes. And and one of the things I liked about it was. In my first hearing of that story, it didn't really paint too much of a picture of the the actual effects of scurvy. And right. then and, and there are actually quite a, so many, and it's an awful death, right? Yes. Yes. Um, but I just the one, I just picked one element of it, the fact that wounds reopen, which is a, a disgusting thing. And I know that disgust is a strong emotion that actually predicts the likelihood of whether a story will be retold. Have you heard that? Really? I have yeah. heard that. Yeah, That's there was so a research shown that you know, dis- stories of disgust wow. are more likely to be retold than just about any other story type. Um, and I think it's because, again, from an evolutionary perspective, it was good to avoid things that were disgusting, right, because usually meant disease of some sort. Yes. Um, so...
0: So that little setup is important there, Sean. I, I wonder if you could have maybe wove it, rather than telling the scurvy detail at the start, you could have woven it in as part of the story. But yeah, perhaps maybe. If I, was, if I was telling this purposefully, I'd maybe talk about Captain Cook setting off on the mission and then maybe just backtrack and say this was a problem that existed in that time. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. So start
1: with the 1769 that's Kids, right, you know the, the the date stamp, and yes, yeah, and then we but he had a
0: challenge, but there was a challenge,
1: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. I like what you're yeah. saying. I think that would make uh, and because you mentioned the captain's table too, I wonder if a little some little details about you know the size of those rooms they oh, were tiny, great. right? You know, they weren't a love they weren't a spacious place, and yes,
0: and how big was the crew, right? How many people were on the captain's table? How many sailors were there kind of, yeah, yeah, over- that's right. Exactly, at this.
1: <laughs> that's right. And of course, it's not like they'd be able to see it. It was all word of mouth. There'd be yeah. someone serving it to the captain's table, and that person would be going out. And say, Do you know what they're getting? They're getting sauerkraut, right? They're getting cabbage. Yes, and it looks pretty tasty. <laughs> um
0: yeah yeah, no i i think if i was if i was looking at one part of that telling of the story i think that was the only thing i changed but you make a really good point which is you do need to include that detail of what scurvy is it's like other um, diseases like malaria it's like oh yeah i think that's bad yeah yeah but what impact does it have right so i mean i've been to png and you know i cut my foot and i had to go to a regional hospital and in, in the bed next to me was a guy with cerebral malaria right and so i've I now have a visceral image of what malaria is but before that I would have just gone mosquitoes bad that's probably about only, bad those are about two things but so that they, kind of uh, again we have to amp up the stakes a little bit right of why is scurvy uh I think the detail of two was it two million sailors died yeah
1: yeah, about, yeah. they say roughly two million sailors in that period you know 300 yeah. year period.
0: So, that, yeah. so, so I think that detail and then the detail that I love the detail of wounds reopening and you, you present those two details as the stakes and maybe the length that uh, Captain Cook's voyage is about to take, uh, you know, uh, go upon and then you, you kind of set up the the challenge ahead.
1: And, you know, uh, just this is a sidebar, you know, yeah. too big to put into this story, but there was a whole bunch of other things that I've learnt recently. Uh, which is related. So, of course, the British sailors ended up becoming known as limeys because they then started having lime as a regular addition to, ah. their, to their meals and that stopped them from getting scurvy. But the weird thing is, limes actually are not as uh, potent a uh, uh, source of C uh, vitamin C than, say, lemons, which they started off with, but for some reason went to limes. Uh, and part of it is because they didn't really know what the cause and effect was? Yeah, right. right. And and this caused a big problem because there were all these alternative theories about, um, oh, you know what what was causing skirt, scur- and oh were wide cra- crazy stuff. It was you know, you know these uh, sort of forces that didn't exist, and you know all yeah. sorts of stuff. And then what occurred in the early 1900s when the British were trying to, you know, were racing to the South Pole, you know, as part of those expeditions, those guys nearly all died of scurvy. Right. This is the British Navy, again, who wow. knows, like, has lost knowledge essentially. Yes. Right? Because it got mixed up as to what was the thing, the active agent, not only the active agent, but why. So, again, yes. it gives. it's a nice story about how important it is to understand causes and you know explanations you know mike of course mike adams is very strong on this idea yes. in, our, in our team you know so you have to have a your best possible explanation of course that can be overturned yes. but you know that's that's a key thing so it, i think there's lots of other side stories you could tell on this i think right? it's great yes, yeah fantastic yeah. but anyway so it's it's one for 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 our listeners who um you know are looking for now, there's potential three or four stories. And by the way, I got the whole uh, expedition uh, example from, there's a podcast called uh, Cautionary Tales. Mm-hmm. And and he has a, a few different episodes at the moment about the, all the ins and outs of those expeditions. Wow. Right? Fascinating. But they, but they can be condensed down to the little oral stories that we're more interested in telling, right? Yes. So that's wonderful. Okay, so... Um, going back to our Captain Cook, yes, where do we I'm just thinking business point.
0: Absolutely. Right? So if I'm a leader and I'm listening to that story, I'd be asking the question of um, of my leadership team, what's our scurvy and what's our sauerkraut? Yes, it's lovely <laughs> right? metaphors, right? It is It's fantastic. Yeah. It's like what's the and like I'm very curious about who on the captain's table was having to down this stuff against their will, but knowing under captain's <laughs> orders of like, we have to do this. And that's the nature, right? Is This is about, this is a story or one point certainly about this, that the story is about is modeling leadership, modeling. And, and, you know, that idea of that, um, the leaders need to be sweeping the sheds as the model for everyone else. Now, yes. Doing that, doing that work that might seem menial or difficult, but um, that leaders are modeling it. That's first. it.
1: That's yeah. it. Yeah. And I I remember when I worked in IBM, there was a introduction of a new technology, uh, I think it was called uh, Same Time, mm-hmm. and it was a chat window, mainly a chat and, and video call type technology. And they used it in the Navy, and they were having really slow adoption rates because none of the leaders were going to touch it, right? Because right. it was new technology. Why would they touch it, their commanders or whatever? Um, never had to use it before. And so, in this one particular fleet, uh, the you know vice admiral sort of said, "I'm going to do all of my communication through that technology, wow. and I want all all my leaders to do it." And it was sort of it then just grew really quickly because of the modelling, right? It yes. was, and it's it, they knew what their sauerkraut was, they knew what their um, you know scurvy was in some ways, <laughs> yes. uh, poor communication, and they made a big change. Yes. So, yeah, so it is, it's a sort of an example of that just set in, uh, you know, 18th century backdrop.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, I, and I think there's also a story about, uh, oh, sorry, a point, sorry, around uh, kind of digging for it a little bit, but something about uh, demonstrating value or that it's not valuable, something about how something may not be seen as valuable until other people or identifying who is the population that needs to demonstrate that this is valuable before the whole population sees that it's valuable yeah, yeah, some this, right. the, yeah the, the, it's a story it's mean. a story about influence yep as yeah. well yeah it is definitely um like I can cool. think about I can think about you know some fashion labels were kind of floundering and then um like I think of like a Tommy Hilfiger and then I know he's you know probably not worth mentioning but uh, at this point but you know in the in the early 2000s all of a sudden Kanye West started wearing Tommy Hilfiger and right. the brand just completely changed and so the value of that fashion label changed because of who wore it yes you know? i
1: suppose this is the whole you know approach of influencers right
0: that's right it's not like i want to uphold that though rob <laughs> <laughs> Well, to your point about status, John, <laughs> it just shows us, um, you know, how important status is to us within uh, within our society, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's there all the time. Yeah. You know, we can't, we can't and avoid be- it.
0: And perhaps a point about that story then is, is about why were the leaders doing this? It was actually for the sailors' own well-being. It, yeah, wasn't, it wasn't being manipulative. It was actually for their own well-being, for their life.
1: Okay, now here's an, this. You're now bringing in a really interesting element of this story right so if you are say talking to influencers you tell this story and say and point out that point mm-hmm. this is for the audience's well-being this is not for your gratification yes right it's almost like we're going back to the some of the themes from last episode of yes. uh, you know sort well, of it's not, uh, it's not about you not about you like Jason yeah. alexander's story um but yeah that's a that's a lovely uh insight i think that comes out of this story yes right That the the leadership team on this on the endeavor decided that they had to do this thing, something they didn't really want to do, because it was beneficial to the rest of the the crew.
0: Yeah, good. That's good.
1: Okay, what are you going to give it then, Rob?
0: Uh, I give that a, a really solid eight. I think I think it has a High um, utility. I think. It, I think it, it can be used in lots of different places. I think you could um, probably
1: use it for a trivia night as well. It's <laughs> got to come up for a trivia night question, surely.
0: <laughs> what was uh, the? Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to get an eight and a half. I think it's a a very usable story, a quirky, and it sort of fits the sort of story I'd like to I like to tell. So, yes. uh, it's a nice one. Well, everyone, thank you very much um, for listening in. It was great to have you along for this episode. And, of course, tune in next week for another episode of How to Put Your Stories to Work. Bye for now. Anecdotally Speaking was engineered by Dave Stokes from author to audio.